everyone and welcome to the Hardcore Podcast. I'm your host Romy Adair and in this podcast we get into the nitty gritty parts and experiences that are often had during the journey to become a professional dancer. Chatting to dancers in training and professional from all around the world creating one safe space that can be shared by many. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode I'm joined with Jeanette Kakarika. Have I did, did I get that right? Yeah. <laughs> I was okay. Usually, yeah okay that's fine. Um, yeah let's get on into the quick fire round to start off the episode mm-hmm. so the listeners can kind of get to know you a bit better and you know yeah know who you are. Um, so let's start off with how old are you? I'm 27. Okay yeah no. <laughs> good um <laughs> what company are you with slash like any past companies and I am with the Barisha Stotts Ballet now I was with English National Ballet before that and I was a San Francisco Ballet trainee so okay. it wasn't a job but yeah but yeah yeah, yeah. you still did work experience company. yeah yeah okay so what point shoes are you currently wearing and has that, you know, have you been wearing different brands in the past? Like what's your point shoe kind of situation? Well, I love Freed's. I've been wearing them for like 10 years now, but my favorite maker retired, I guess it probably was a year or two ago already. Uh, so I'm between Treble Clef and Zed right now. I haven't made up my mind. Um, okay. so next season I'm going to be wearing both <laughs> yeah it's interesting talking to people like who wear freeds because I've never tried freeds so I literally like it has I have no idea yeah. what any of these like make like I know that the makers have like different things but like whatever you just said the tr- like it makes no sense yeah, you're head. like whatever that sounds like <laughs> nonsense <laughs> but I'm sure it's just the similar to like I don't know with anything that has different styles and like widths and sizes and stuff like that and shape yeah. strengths and whatever yeah Free people will know listening. <laughs> yes. Um, so what's your favorite leotard that you own? Um, well, I have a lot because mm-hmm. I've had some like past passed down to me from my friends who have like retired or they just moved and they got mm-hmm. tired of their leotards because uh, it's fun to change leotards with yeah. your friends um I have to say though that because I'm a CMV lady with uh-huh. Cloud and Victory that I love them because mm-hmm. that's my friend and she makes some really nice leotards and they're like really comfy so yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. I'll say her because I can't pick one <laughs> yeah okay fair enough yeah I'm yet to try a Cloud and Victory leotard but I am I think the new one of the new ones it's like a floral I want to I can't remember mm-hmm. what it is it's got like some it mesh some going on yeah it has yeah. It got, like the mesh cut out here I saw it on someone I was like yeah. that looks so nice I know I want that one too but I got I got, <laughs> yeah, I got a secret one no Ooh. I haven't gotten that one but I got a secret one so that oh one haven't been, hasn't been released yet oh no. that's exciting <laughs> that must be fun <laughs> it is fun <laughs> um okay so let's what is your favorite choreography that you've either learnt as like you know whether it be like as a in you know what I mean like how if it's been performed or not understudy or not mm-hmm. any piece favorite piece that you've been in um okay well I'm gonna throw in a wild one mm-hmm. for this question just because you didn't say I had to have performed it yeah I got to learn um I got to learn in the middle of summer elevated <sighs> 
um, as the not not as Sylvie, but the mm-hmm. the second mm-hmm. uh, girl. So there's the potada and everything, and that was so cool. I definitely wasn't gonna perform it because I didn't have a partner, so I was <laughs> rehearsing it on your own by myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if we're talking about stuff I've performed, I always mm-hmm. say emeralds um, from Jules, mm-hmm. just because like I absolutely love that piece and I feel yeah. very myself in it. So. Yeah. that's nice yeah I feel like I've had quite a few people bring up like Forsyth as like their favorite piece and I love that uh-huh. like I love that I love <laughs> it's yeah. exciting yeah so what is your favorite food I'm gonna say just blanket Chinese food mm. um because I've had like a childhood mm. thing with that like grew up going to restaurants with my grandma and I always loved it and then I happened to be marrying a Chinese guy and so that's worked out real well for me yeah (laughs) but you get cooked nice food hi everyone I'm just going to interrupt the pod and tell you a bit about today's sponsor which is Audition Educator Audition Educator is the premier destination for classical ballet dancers auditioning it's set up by a professional ballet dancer Rebecca Hall who was actually on the podcast a few seasons ago she set out to build a company that would help dancers find work with an all-encompassing online educational studio where you'll learn how to be remembered and recognized by employers and directors and obtain the knowledge needed to audition like a professional and improve confidence insight and audition skills follow the link in the show notes to have a browse of the online studio for free resources ebooks and courses on audition techniques that you can't find in school and you won't be able to practice in the studio I've also got a special discount for you. You get 30% off if you use the code HARDCORE for the How to Write to a Company course online, um, which is very great. It's a very great discount. So be sure to check that out and you will be all ready for audition season when it comes back around, I promise. Okay, let's get on into, you know, your journey as a dancer from you know the beginning where did you start training at what age did you decide oh I want to do this as a career at least try to um you know moving away from home and then yeah all that stuff okay well I got signed up for a tumbling like baby ballet class when I was three years old because the story is that my mom had severe scoliosis. I mean, it's still not really fixed. She lives with that, but she did have, um, she did have uh, some extra support and everything. So it was like pretty bad. And so she thought that, well, if I strengthen my back from a young age, just doing ballet or dancing or something, Mm. maybe I can avoid that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, maybe it worked because my, my scoliosis is like barely, it's like, basically non-existent. So it worked out for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I did that for fun. And then I moved after a few years to like a local studio because we moved house. And um, I just happened to have some friends who wanted to go to a school that was a little bit more serious because we were just doing like competition, like lyrical ballet and like jazz and stuff. So it was nothing very serious at all. Um, and my parents, for whatever reason, like maybe I sounded interested. I have no clue. I don't really remember. I was too young. Uh, they said, okay, yeah, like let's all commute together. Like let's carpool. So then we started going to the rock school West and this was only for one year and it was only one day a week. It was on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. And at this point I was like 
11 or 12, I get confused. And um, I realized like, oh my God, ballet is really amazing. Like, I love this. It's so beautiful. And I remembered seeing the classes of like the upper levels. And I thought, wow, like I really want to do this. So for whatever reason, my little preteen heart was excited about it. Mm -hmm. And so I started taking it really seriously. And that was also my first time on like in point shoes. Mm -hmm. And I think I auditioned for the rock school, which is like the biggest school in the area for me yeah. in Philadelphia. Um, mm -hmm. So that was going to be quite a commitment. I auditioned for their summer intensive and then somehow they got interested in bringing me year round. Like that's what we would say is like their year round program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so like it just kind of evolved into that. And luckily I was able to get scholarships through that because otherwise for sure, my parents were not going to be able to afford, um, these, all these classes, all yeah. this commuting. I have two younger brothers. Like it's yeah. not just me. So no, yeah. It's difficult when it's a it's, family. Yeah. It's yeah. a five people family. So yeah. it was like, a, mm -hmm. it, we're very normal people. So it was like mm -hmm. quite a commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course, point shoes are so freaking expensive as we know. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't even going through them really yet. So mm -hmm. the costs just keep adding as you get yeah. older, yeah. but the rock school was like my big basis of, mm -hmm. um, training and like growing up and I did you know like YGP and things like that mm -hmm. um and I went to PNB like Pacific Northwest Ballet yeah. Schools summer intensive one year that was my first one um that wasn't local so yeah. I had to fly there that was mm -hmm. cool and be by myself and yeah. then I started going to San Francisco and then I was showing that I really wanted to be there like because I realized yeah. I as much as like my school was super supportive of me, like they were like, they had really invested um, like energy and time. And I mm -hmm. mean, the scholarship money into me um, trying to like, they believed that I could be better, you know? Yeah. So that was awesome. But mm -hmm. I started to feel like I needed to be in a school that was directly attached to a company mm -hmm. and like get that company experience. Yeah. Um, so then I, ended up getting offered to, to stay there then for their program. So I was a, I was in their school for one year and then I was a trainee for two years there. And okay. we got to perform like quite a bit with the company, like did Giselle, mm. Nutcracker, Don Q, mm. some triple bill stuff even. Um, so that was really a cool experience. Yeah. That must've been very, like very exciting, like to kind of go from, Oh yeah a school environment I don't did you get much like other than YGP did you get much like stage experience at the rock in terms of did you ever do like small parts of like core yeah well we didn't really <laughs> we did not do core <laughs> ballet stuff no okay not really I mean not really like kind of mm -hmm. you know but for the most part I sort of got to dance on my own a lot Okay. Um, from my memory, of yeah. course, there was like Nutcracker and like, you might learn okay, yeah, some yeah. things, but I did a lot of stuff where it was like the Arabian and like the Snow Queen and like stuff like this. Yeah. So I didn't really have to be with other people. Uh -huh. And that's such an important skill because especially for women, mm. you're not going to just join a company and become like a soloist. Mm. So it's so important that skill of court of ballet. So that was like another thing I realized um, more and more, like mm. as I started getting older, I was like, 
this is not like as much as it's great to do com- competitions and being like, you know, I got to push through this solo and I have to be mm. responsible for myself and be really nervous. And it's like high stakes kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that we think it's, we think it's high stakes. Um, yeah, yeah it, that has value too, but mm. yeah, I just started to think I needed something else. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. And I think, yeah, I feel like there's more and more schools like nowadays, I feel seem to be particularly maybe this is just like a UK thing I don't know Mm. um of like a lot of the ballet schools in the UK now have like in their third year they have like they call it like I don't know like a company but of the school if that makes sense so for Mm. example I don't know like my school we where I trained we did full-length ballets every January like as a full school so like you know getting the experience of doing like the corn swan lake giselle Mm -hmm. um what else we do nutcracker and now what i'm seeing more is like for example like elmhurst have like this thing called like elmhurst Uh ballet company so all the third years will do like they'll do excerpts from piquita or you know and then there's like so all these schools are doing good which is really good because and I don't know if that's like happening as much like in other parts of the world but I'm seeing it more in the UK and I think it's really good because I think yeah learning core and being a part of that is so valuable and also like most people like you know you know it's very very unlikely you're going to go straight from school to like solos from it is highly highly unlikely especially as a woman and I have to say especially a woman because yeah I mean sometimes a guy might kind of like get through a year and then be like all right I'm out of here and like do his (laughs) solos and yeah yeah, but for women that's not gonna happen um not really so yeah and I also had been like there was Pennsylvania Ballet. Apparently, mm. they're becoming the Philadelphia Ballet. Saw they just that. announced it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my mom that. said it to me actually. She's like, "Oh my gosh, look at this!" Um, yeah. And I actually was like a student in their production of Nutcracker okay. and Midsummer Night's Dream and like a couple mm. of things. So yeah, you know, we were kids, mm. obviously, but it was still like uh, you got to be around the company and yeah. see what that was like. So that That's was good. also a pretty cool experience. Um, yeah before moving over to California (laughs) yeah that was good um so during your training like before we kind of talk about that transition to becoming a professional were there like any struggles that you had whether it like growing up with you know anything physically mentally emotionally moving away from home like was there anything that you that kind of yeah was difficult for you when you felt like I don't know that you know was a struggle I guess yeah well one struggle that like Mm -hmm. doesn't really define me anymore like Mm -hmm. I don't think it really defines my life at this point so I'm really thankful for that Mm -hmm. um but I had pretty bad anxiety um around 13 and then again about 19 years old okay something like that and I'm starting to realize again now that I'm older yeah uh that I think it was a hormone thing um because this was all at the same time that my hormone my hormones changed Uh and then this is when this anxiety would get really bad so like when I was 13 I had my first YGP Mm -hmm. um performances competitions that I had to do and I remember 
for the regionals. So it wasn't even in New York, it was like Philadelphia. And mm -hmm. I mean, to be honest, like my school did very well there. I'm sure they still do um, yeah. because it's like a very good school and mm -hmm. it's like one city. So, and I don't know, I just got, I thought I, I had, I thought I had food poisoning, like, or mm -hmm. I was, I had the flu. Um, but I don't think I had the flu. I was up all night on the hour getting sick. And my parents were just like, oh my gosh, are you okay? But you know, it's like your show, your competition tomorrow. Like, are you going to be okay? Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I guess so. Like, you're not going to just quit. Yeah, so, um, that was the start. Like, that's the first memory I have of it being uh -huh. bad. Yeah. And then when I went to New York, I also started just getting like claustrophobic about stuff. Like I didn't like having to sit down and like be with people, like feeling like I couldn't leave, feeling like mm -hmm. I was just stuck. And then it kept starting to happen then later, like every single time I went to do ballet class, I felt sick, okay. like to my stomach, like yeah. I am going to get sick. And it was not, of course, it's mental and then it mm. becomes physical, but yeah, like okay. my parents didn't understand, like my mom thought, which actually I am lactose intolerant, but <laughs> they thought that wasn't the issue. I am lactose intolerant, <laughs> but, um, they like started thinking it had to be something like that, or I was sick or like mm. something like it didn't even mm. cross their minds, um, yeah. that it could be something mental and that I needed a different kind of help than just going to yeah. like a doctor yeah. looking at me physically. They're like, physically, she's fine. Yeah. But I was clearly not fine. Yeah. <laughs> and so 13 was just like a bad year for me because yeah. I had no support, mm. not on purpose. Like they want to help, yeah. but no one understood what was going on with me. Okay. Mm. Um, and it kind of like went on like it kind of I just got through it and I, I moved on from that mm -hmm. and then again around 19 years old I started getting this again and this was about the time that I was gonna go from trainee and get a job so it's yeah. great timing <laughs> excellent oh, timing no. and I just I remember it's so embarrassing but like I literally told my trainee director I was like I cannot be in this rehearsal I don't feel like I cannot do it like I mm. And I had gotten so bad that I would say that to him because of course you don't want to ever look weak. You don't ever want to give yeah. somebody an excuse. I mean, cause, um, I, I had said to you already, like I listened to Madison Keesler's mm. um, interview too. And like exactly what she said, uh, that, you know, you don't want to give them an excuse to like, see you as weak or yeah. not want to use not you or, thing. yeah. Yeah. So it's such a kind of cutthroat thing, ballet. So I was just suffering in silence most mm -hmm. of the time, but then it just got so bad that I couldn't be in the room. Like it couldn't mm -hmm. be in a rehearsal and yeah. uh, that does not go well in ballet. No. And so oh. I finally went to the doctor and I got prescribed medication, mm -hmm. but I still wasn't seeing like a therapist. Okay. And, you know, I just, I sort of regret that because I think that could have been really good for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. but I was on medication for a year. And like, also, I don't even know, it could have just been placebo to be honest, mm. because instantly knowing that I did something just made me feel better. Okay. Like that same week, I was just like, okay, I'm solving it. Something's happening. Like yeah. it'll get better. And mm. so that helped me so much. And I stayed on that for a year, but then I moved to London and 
I am not suggesting this to anyone. In fact, I would, I do not suggest this to anyone, (laughs) but I, I just took myself off of the medication because I just didn't understand the health system. Um, so I had moved to London. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like on my own. Um, Mm. so I was just like, yeah, okay. I think I'm fine. So I stopped. Um, but it did kind of come back again as a professional, but I mean, we're not there yet anyway, but Uh I just have to say though, that like now I'm, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. So I'm very lucky, but, um, Mm. yeah, it's, I don't think, uh, I've heard from so many people, like so many dancers that this is a similar, um, kind of story. Yeah. And I'm sure there's, you know, there's many more out there. It's a high stakes kind of. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult because no, you know, exactly like you said, and this is the same when it comes to injuries, no one wants to give, you know, the director, the ballet master, the choreographer, any reason to like not be you, not use them or to not, you know, get the job or the promotion or the whatever, or being used in a piece, like anything, like we will literally go push through anything to kind of be kept in the room or whatever, if that makes sense. Just mask it. And yeah, I mean, but the, I guess, you know, the issue with that is that it does catch up with you eventually. So it's like, how yes. does, how can we kind of, you know, create a better environment? Um, so obviously that's difficult, but I hope that schools are kind of catching on to having a support system there, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, definitely. I hope so. Yeah. Did you think that was. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. And I think a lot of places are kind of you know a lot of dancers are struggling with that um did you ever like did you end up going to like therapy at all or like going to anyone to like speak about it um I did once when Mm -hmm. I was in a company and then I basically just got oh sorry it's okay no it's fine it's fine (laughs) um people can be very loud um I just went once and Mm -hmm. um I kind of like did that thing where I overshared and then I got scared and I never wanted to go back. <laughs> so that's great. And then for years I was just like, yeah, therapy's great. You go girl, like good for you. And I knew I should go, but I just like still just couldn't manage to make myself. And then actually recently, like during the pandemic, um, mm-hmm. because now it's like, so common that people just have to do stuff online yeah and my whole issue is that I didn't really now that I'm here in Munich I didn't Mm. really want to go like see a German therapist Mm. because even if they spoke English which I struggle to find anyone who who said online that they do yeah I'm not saying that they don't because a lot of people do but I just didn't um I wasn't sure yeah but I felt like even so there's like kind of, even though it's like European, there's still like a cultural difference. Yes, that like, no, exactly. I feel like I, I'd rather speak with an American therapist. So yeah. I started using um, BetterHelp. I've I don't heard know if of you've that. seen yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of ads and stuff right now. So I was able to get like a, oh, like a discount, discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Th- from one of my podcasts I listened to. So, um, and uh, yeah, I actually had like a number of sessions with my therapist and okay. it was like very helpful. Okay, um, and I'm good. thinking, I'm thinking like in the future, I'd like to go see somebody in person mm. because I still think that like that body language is really important mm. too. Like it felt 
it would just feel nicer to like discuss these very important emotional things with someone face to face. Hundred percent. But just like at this moment, uh, it just doesn't make sense. But with yeah. mask on and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. No, so. I completely get that. Um, I yeah. really relate to that as well. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like bring no. Yeah, I feel like I'm like, oh yeah, ev- you know, everyone go go see a therapist. Like, go get yeah. into therapy. You go, girl. And then I'm like trying to like make myself it's like oh I feel like I don't have any time like am I feeling right. okay at the moment or do I like do, should I wait until like, what? I have a breakdown should I wait like, until I have a breakdown <laughs> yeah basically like, you're like no I... I'm not upset enough right now yeah. <laughs> like oh uh, so yeah. yeah it's kind of weird but uh you know we'll be fine it's fine um yeah, yeah that's interesting because uh, yeah I have heard a lot of people like podcasts I listen I think I, I don't know I feel I feel like the Emma Chamberlain podcast she talked about better help maybe not it was that uh-huh. I don't know I don't know I listened uh, it was actually um Yang Speaks okay. but actually I feel like even one of my like big mo- like also a women's podcast maybe talked yeah. about them too I was hearing about them from so many different people yeah them. I think I've heard some yeah. from YouTube like some people on YouTube talk about them as well but it sounds uh-huh. it's good that there's this platform you know I know no it's so nice actually mm. yeah it's yeah scary. and I think like you said like you didn't feel like you're kind of you know there's so many especially not living in the US or in a you know I guess a English speaking country country. yeah 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 because like you said cultural differences there's also like social different differences and you know so many things so I completely I completely get that um but yeah it's good that kind of you know taking the taking control (laughs) yeah yeah it's good now yeah I wish I'd done it sooner but Mm. yeah I mean if that's not everyone's sign to like everyone listening to kind of <laughs> get on it yeah, while you're it young yeah um so let's kind of go talk more about your perfect like your transition into becoming a professional how that worked you know you said you were in the trainee program at San Francisco for two years you're doing lots of company mm-hmm. stuff which obviously you know that's great it's like good mm-hmm. for your CV but it's also a very good experience doing core things what was kind of your plan after that did you you know did you want to stay at San Francisco were you looking at other companies in the US or you're like oh I'm going to get to Europe or like what was it like for you well I feel like I confused my family a lot because (laughs) you know like when I went there that was totally my intention was to stay there but then Mm. after I spent you know, like two years and then the last year thinking, Mm. you know, what I'm going to do. I just felt like, um, you know, it's an amazing company, uh, obviously, and the city is great. Um, Although now I'm sort of like, it is a very expensive city, you know, like (laughs) as a full grown adult, I'm like, "Hmm, I don't know. (laughs) Mm. That's an expensive place to live. Yeah. Um, But I just felt like I maybe wanted a more steady season Mm -hmm. because um they do have like you know maybe a fall tour Mm. and then nutcracker and all this time they're rehearsing all this stuff and then bam 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 like the season they have so much rep but they just do it all at once and Mm. i don't know like i'm not saying that's it just didn't feel like the right thing at that time for you yeah you know uh, yeah yeah for me like and at that mm-hmm. moment like I'm not saying you know I couldn't do it now necessarily or like whenever but mm. it just straight out of like the trainee program I felt like maybe I wanted something more 
I was on stage more consistently. Mm. Um, and so I found that because I ended up at E&B and uh, they have so many shows. So, so, yeah. so, so many. So I was like yeah. constantly on stage. But mm. my last year, I pretty much just, I think I sent out like several emails and maybe I heard back like, um, I don't really remember, but I feel like I might've gotten like, yeah, we're just like, we're not really looking for anybody. We have our people at our school, you know? Yeah. Um, but I did hear back from uh, Dutch national ballet and mm-hmm. English national ballet. And they said like, you can come do class. And so, you know, within a couple of days of each other, I planned that because it's very expensive to go from San Francisco all the way. Oh my God. There. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, mm. so like, you know, had to figure out where to get that money to go. Yeah. And did that and I felt um yeah I felt like really excited I was over Mm. here and I like on the other side of the world and I was just like wow this seems so cool Mm -hmm. and I saw it's very classical stuff that EMB is doing like that's a lot of classical ballet Mm -hmm. and I like classical ballet I mean I know I'm an American Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah but in America, it's like not really like that. It's, you know, you do maybe a couple mm. of classical ballets a year and then the rest are triple Love. bills. Yeah. A lot of Balanchine, a lot yeah. of Balanchine-esque neoclassical yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. But I just felt like as a dancer, maybe I would be better mm-hmm. in more of a classical company. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, uh, I said, thank you very much for the offer, but I think I'm going to go to ENB and actually um, Helgi in San Francisco is like very understanding of that. So that was really nice of him. Yeah. Um, so I didn't feel like I burnt a bridge, you know, he was like okay. very yeah, nice that's... about it. Because mm. he could understand, you know, I, I'm just moving yeah, to just... another part of the world and want to try yeah, something. Exactly. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I got over to the UK and that was very cool. And I was, I was there for four years then in the company. Yeah. Did you like, did you enjoy kind of, I guess the difference in like the fact that you were on stage more, I know that EMB do quite a lot of touring and I don't know if San Francisco Mm -hmm. did that as much or they very, very, they did like, um, I remember, you know, in my time (laughs) they did, um, (laughs) they would do like a tour in California maybe um and then they did do like you know a cool thing also I remember Mm. um that we didn't get to go on as trainees I was very sad about it Mm. I remember that they went to London a couple of times actually I think oh yeah they go to the Sadler's yeah 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 Yeah. um so you know but I I really feel like the foundation I got from Mm -hmm. starting with English National Ballet was Mm -hmm. so good for me Mm. because I always like my my mother remembers also I had pretty severe stage fright like okay pretty bad and of Mm. course like as you get older it gets a bit better but I still got really 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 nervous okay um and as a trainee we actually did do a lot of like trainee performances and stuff Mm -hmm. so that's cool. But, um, then with ENB, it was like, yeah, lots of tours nationally as well as internationally. And I got to see so many beautiful places in the world Mm. that, you know, like, I don't know that I would necessarily travel to, I mean, we only have so much time and so much money. So it's good to be able to like get paid 
to, to, get to go and perform in these beautiful places. Mm. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, that was the thing. Cause in the end, like I felt I'm on stage too much almost, mm. where I was like, I feel like I'm doing kind of the same ballets a lot. Mm. So in one way it makes you like learn how to manage your energy, mm. um, how to, uh, be alive on stage no matter what, like whatever's happening, like Mm -hmm. how to take care of yourself. And yeah, like lots of touring. So that's new stages all the time. It's tiring, but it like, Mm -hmm. it teaches you a lot. And it was like quite a community. The dancers like were very connected. Like, I think I knew something personal about everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's not like 30 dancers or something. It's still like 60, 65 people. So it's quite a lot, but Mm -hmm you know, it's not Bolshoi or anything, but yeah, no, um, it's not like it's, it's two, you know, hundreds and hundreds, like hundreds of people. No, that, then you're lost, but yeah. it was like <laughs> enough that I felt like it was a community, mm. not, not too small, like, but it was so much work. Like we did so, mm. so, so much work. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I just started to feel like I'm kind of on stage almost too much. Like mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel too comfortable mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> where no, that's no. not good either yeah. and um yeah it's a lot of touring so yeah. I don't know I felt like maybe it was time to Look move good. on yeah so how did that process of moving on differ from you leaving school to look for work like because well, I'm assuming yeah like what was that like in terms of everything from you know filming was it going to auditions was it company class was it from help you know knowing people was like yeah essentially yeah I mean it is like a very um I mean of course it's always gonna be individual anyway but for me it was still like quite a difference because you know Mm -hmm. I was at the end of my two-year trainee program like yeah it is time to move on like yeah. you are gonna like or I would join the company there which mm. hey I mean it's an amazing company like that's mm. fine too but you know there's more urgency when you're in the, the end of your school especially yeah, like in the UK where there's like you know third year and it's time to move on like yes yeah, you know, like there's not you know, anything else to finish. <laughs> yeah yeah like sometimes in America they have upper levels and you can kind of stay as long as you need to so mm-hmm. you know that's different but there's usually more of an urgency and Mm. um, yeah, you feel also like I don't have, I did have some, actually, I did have some performance tapes because of being a trainee, but a lot of students that they don't have that. So then you're just filming yourself, like doing a solo in the studio or something. And then like a class, it's just not the same thing. So then for me to, um, for, well, it was me and my fiance, my then boyfriend who (laughs) decided that we, so we were both here. Yeah, we met oh, at EMB. So. That's cute. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Oh, that's yeah, so that. okay. If nothing else, that's what I always say is like nothing else. Ba- ballet brought me that. So mm. we never would have met in a million years if we mm. were not ballet dancers. Um. Yeah. So, um, we decided like we want to move here. It wasn't like oh, okay. So you had like a definitely had a vision like okay. so it wasn't just like um you know we could have just stayed at our mm. job like there's nothing wrong like you okay. know and I think okay. that that's kind of like the difference is that there's not urgency this yeah 
same way. We okay. felt urgency personally, because, you know, of course you're like, I'm still really young. Mm-hmm. I want to use all my time because ballet is such a short career mm-hmm. as we all know. Mm-hmm. So it's like every year counts, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like you can wait, like, because, you know, whether you get a job or not is really not contingent on you being the best or, mm-hmm. you know, being good or trying hard unfortunately mm. there's a lot of luck you know do they need anybody mm. do they do they want someone who's your height like maybe mm. they need short girls i mean e and b they always wanted short girls like i was very weird because i was quite tall but yeah um, but it's true like with ballet mm. companies so um that's hard for students but like as an already existing company member mm. i felt like okay but if it doesn't work out in the place we want we can just try somewhere else mm. and it's not a big deal but we were able to send like our performance tapes because of course we had those but mm. um and then we came to do a company class and we actually did it after a tour in poland because my <laughs> then boyfriend had already a Schengen visa because okay. he's Chinese. So like, mm. uh, he can't just like visit any country he wants. Like I can. And so mm. after we had finished this tour, um, I think, well, we weren't in Poland, but we were like in Belfast, but we had this Polish visa. And so we okay. had a couple of days free and we like just hopped on over to Munich and that's did our audition <laughs> and then went back to work. Like nothing happened. Um, yeah, but so that was like quite a different experience. And then yeah. I was lucky because I wasn't really like alone in it. Um, mm. You know, I think it's harder to motivate yourself or like to know what to do. You might feel a bit more lost when you're alone. I don't know, at least for me. Um, so it was nice to have like that support also. Yeah. My partner. So mm. that's good. Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't know that. And it's, oh it just sounds like so cute like I can just imagine like doing the audition together so was it yeah so you had like this goal essentially that you wanted to work in Munich and I'm assuming well you both got hired um Mm -hmm. but was it more was it like I don't know like did you think oh but what if us what if they don't need a guy or what if they don't need another girl or what if they yeah like only one one of us sort of thing like I don't know did you ever worry about that yeah for sure but we were Mm -hmm. we're lucky because (laughs) besides the fact that you know we love each other we're Mm. also both tall okay slim but you work well together same kind of dancer basically so but like so we figured if Mm. a company wants one of us they probably would want the other one okay (laughs) yeah no because as long as Mm As long as we have spots, you know, because again, like there's no saying if they need a man or a woman, but they, mm. you know, I think that they said in the email, yeah, sure. Like we're looking for men and women. So okay. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So then we figured if we're able to get there, I feel like either they're going to say no to both of us okay. or they would say yes to both of okay. us. So that's um, good. That's luck. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. That's a lot of luck. You applied at the right time of year, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no that's that's yeah that's fun I guess um yeah, it worked out as a really good move so yeah so how long have you been in Munich for then oh my god it's the end of the fourth season which is oh like god. not fair because <laughs> one like yeah come on we lost one and a half yeah it's just not fair yeah so yeah I only got like two and a half normal seasons really mm. but 
it's okay <laughs> yeah it's all right you've got it's, seasons it's coming up it's okay yeah um so let's kind of talk about more i guess coming out towards you know i mean i don't know if you're still in like lockdown but i don't not everything's completely eased like we are still in a pandemic so um yeah <laughs> yeah so you recently got a pe- had appendicitis um yeah <laughs> so kind of intrigued to know how that experience was for you um but also how it differed from any injuries if you have had like any injuries that have put you off what was it like how long did you have to have off in, you know appendicitis mm-hmm. what was it like coming back to dancing yeah well actually this was my longest time off of dancing ever okay uh was appendicitis because yeah Lucky for me, I have not had anything severe mm-hmm. as far as a physical injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was the worst thing I had to experience. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess in one way, I'm just lucky about when it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because if it was during a regular season, of course, it's so hard to watch everyone else being able to be on stage and like mm-hmm. do the stuff you want to yeah. do and mm-hmm. so I mean at least it was during a weird time I mean we've gotten back to performing so that was part of it yeah. so okay. we had been on and off we had filmed a couple of stuff mm. and then we were in more like we went into a holiday and we also came back but then somebody got corona they tested Mm -hmm. positive because we're testing constantly in the Mm -hmm. theater which is great Mm -hmm. yeah and um so then we all had to go into another lockdown because they were like you know what all the ballet you're all you're all going into lockdown yeah okay fine and meanwhile I had been having really bizarre pain in my Mm -hmm. stomach I thought and then like my lower stomach mm-hmm. um turned out to be my bladder but at the time I didn't okay. understand this mm-hmm. I was just like it's shooting it's painful yeah, it's, it's painful really painful as yeah and I okay well I mean to already plug it but I did do a YouTube uh video about this and I had a lot of people message me mm-hmm. about it afterwards because I mean I didn't really want to share all the little details about yeah. it but it's a weird um it can be very difficult because yeah. basically what happened for me was that I went undiagnosed yeah. for at least a month. Um, oh, it could have been longer. Long time. Yeah. So that's the thing they like rushed me in because uh-huh. um, basically the first time I went, you know, as a ballet dancer, I think we're very in tuned with our bodies, mm. but at the same time, I mean, I can dance, I can walk. I even yeah. went on for jogs. I went out for jogs even <laughs> like you were a crazy person. And so they're thinking they literally, they literally told me in retrospect, yeah. they were like, but if you can walk, like you probably we didn't fine. think you could have appendicitis. And I was like, yeah, but I'm a dancer. Like yeah, guys, <laughs> I mean, the, the pain is not that bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. To tell you. <laughs> um, the pain later was really bad, mm-hmm. but um, uh, yeah, I kind of like functioned yeah okay okay. Mm. and then by the time that they realized what it was they had to rush me in so I had eaten a bagel for for lunch and then they were like you're having surgery now like (laughs) they said you know did you eat and I was like well yeah it's a normal day of course I ate like I didn't think I was gonna get surgery yeah um and then they rushed me in and I actually had two surgeries um because the first one 
it doesn't even make sense but they said that they didn't it doesn't even make sense get it. I, I don't understand yeah I don't I don't I still don't understand and I feel oh like they're just God. not telling me something but okay. um I think that they thought it was a lot simpler than it was and then they still found more blood and that before the second surgery I was in severe pain yeah. like screaming hyperventilating yeah. pain mm-hmm. so then that was like when they got very concerned because I had been so like stoic about the whole thing until yeah, then and then like- um and then I was like a complete disaster. Okay. And after that was really, um, yeah, it was like rough because I had never been so immobile mm-hmm. um, because it's your abdomen. So then it affects everything. Every, yeah. yeah. And also I had been on, I had been not breathing on my, like, you know, they had been mm-hmm. using this oxygen I had been yeah. under for at least six hours okay. over that the course of the night. Yeah. So they were actually concerned about my breathing. They were making me do breathing exercises. Oh my God. They told me do little like toe exercises. I was like, okay guys, like I know what that's about. It's okay. Like, <laughs> you know, they're trying to tell me how to like physical therapy myself. Yeah. And like, it's I like, I, I, probably, know. <laughs> I know how it's okay. Yeah. Um, so I was like literally in the hospital bed trying to like move at all yeah, like move my body move my arms yeah. it was so swollen and everything mm-hmm. and I was there for like four nights I think okay that's not too bad no. yeah no it's not I mean, it's, it's not not fun horrible obviously. but it was coronavirus time so yeah. all my fiance could do was come drop off some yeah, fruit mm. for me and then leave and I was also starving because they were like not wanting you to want to drink me yeah yeah yeah, were you allowed to drink for like two days were you allowed to drink yes water? yes I, could I drink w- water. yeah I wasn't allowed to, I had to have a sponge and I had to dip it no. in water and I had to dab it onto my tongue for like that's so depressing it was yeah so that's why I'm oh my also God. intrigued about like I guess like how like all that sort of stuff because like it's so weird like how do you know what I mean like but, but I, don't I don't know, know. if it's I don't know if that's because mine burst and then maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, no, it's not a fun experience. (laughs) No. Oh my gosh. I feel so sorry for you. (laughs) But I I mean, I also had some really bad stuff happen to me because, um, you know, if you guys are in this invested that you're listening to me for this long, it's okay (laughs) if I tell you. Um, (laughs) I feel like you know me now. Um, I had bladder, um, damage so because it had been so swollen oh for so God. long that it was like slightly like kind oh, of no. attached or like affecting my bladder oh, no. so I had I'm already somebody who has a very overactive bladder, same, but, like, same. <laughs> but then after that I had to go constantly so oh, I had to keep no. ringing the bell for the lady to, to come to the and then you have to oh, no lay on the thing because I can't oh, move I'm not allowed yeah. to move so they have to like put it under me and treat me like I'm an old lady yeah no, and then eventually no. yeah and then eventually I was like guys I I don't feel good like even when I go it's mm. still painful like yeah. I don't think this is right and so yeah. then we had to talk to the doctors they had uh-huh. to give me um they had to give me what is it called a catheter catheter oh my I had a catheter oh no awful ah awful so they put like yes. you had to do it without any medication yeah I mean it yeah. was horrendous uh-huh. it was like oh, really disgusting I pain. just got memories flashbacks then God, <laughs> oh, I'm no. so sorry no, it's okay, it's okay. It, was, it was god awful though yeah no that is awful and, 
but then at least like I felt better though than after that like I felt less pain and it was because they said like when you have too full or too even too empty of a bladder Mm. then you get pain so that was also better for me because otherwise you know you can you go and then it's painful or you wait and it's painful so um yeah that was a great experience in the hospital yeah Yeah. hospital is just not fun no it's really not any fun um but sorry to get back to like you know the like the the recovery recovery aspect yeah Yeah, it was um weird because I felt like the information out there is super confusing and misleading because some people like if you look up athletes and recovery from appendicitis you'll Mm. see things that are incredibly disturbing like I ran a marathon two weeks later and I was like, I am not going to do that. Like, am I supposed to do that? And I was like, no way am I supposed to do that. So I was completely a hundred percent away from ballet for six weeks. Okay. Also because that worked out super perfectly because after that is when we start losing money. Like the insurance company doesn't pay for our it's not a lot. It's not like a huge difference, but yeah. we do get a drop in pay from the health insurance company. Okay. Um, so I figure I'm just going to come back and do some like basic bar and then I'm technically there. And, okay. um, yeah, but before that, like for three weeks or something, all I did was like lay on the ground and like do some simple yoga movement. And that was not even in the first week, like the first week, week and a half, maybe even two weeks, I did nothing Mm. because I really couldn't. And I couldn't even stand up straight half the time Uh because I I was so weak there. Mm. And I felt like it really weakens like your body. Like, I don't know if it just, cause it like knocks you out, but I mean, okay. Like mine was pretty bad. Like I remember I had to like, almost like learn how to walk again. No, like, I, cannot, I was in a I wheelchair like I could oh not like oh my god this is so weird I was shuffling that. I but was you, shuffling and I it was out of yeah, breath it's really difficult like I think that any movement I can't you know so yeah I understand that whole like you know yeah. very basic I was exhausted yeah it knocks a lot out of you for sure yeah so I I definitely had that for like a while mm. you know and I had to be like patient with myself mm. and that part's hard like as a dancer I think the only way that it was better was because I was literally no one else is doing anything anyway Mm. so I was like that's part of it that helped Mm. you know yeah I was lucky but if it was another time it would have been a lot harder and Uh then all I did was start walking I did my walk for 20 minutes a day and that was my exercise and eventually I felt like okay maybe I can go on my bike really easy and go around Mm. the neighborhood um But yeah, and then uh, unfortunately for me, I got the call right around like five weeks or something, Mm. maybe six weeks. Yeah. Hey, so we're thinking we might be able to open up the theater for real this time. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do the trip bill that you just filmed. And this is a very physical piece that I do. It's me and my fiance and then another Mm. principal dancer and Mm -hmm. me do a piece for like 25 minutes. It's Russell Maleficent. It's a lot of me falling into them and like throwing myself and like very athletic. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, great. So when is that? And they were saying, it'll be like end of May or middle of May or something. And I was like, Oh my God, are you guys joking? Because I don't want to miss it. Obviously I did all this Mm -hmm. rehearsal stuff. I filmed it, you know? Yeah. 
but there was like that pressure still to come back. And in the end, it all worked out super perfectly because, Mm -hmm. um, just in time, I felt like I can do class. I can do step-by-step. Mm-hmm. And by the time we had to rehearse and get it together, I felt more and more confident, but yeah, it took a lot of time. Like this mm-hmm. was from February until May. Okay. Um, so yeah, middle of May. And so it did, um, yeah, it worked out. That's good. It worked out, but it takes a mm-hmm. really long time. So that was like the worst thing that's really ever happened to me in my career. <laughs> yeah it like it is so it's so difficult to try and be patient in that you know in any situation as a dancer and like having time off that's like longer than yeah like I don't know a week or more like is I know it's, it's like it's difficult hard. mentally because just I mean but I guess the thing good thing is and I guess for anyone out there who is kind of like injured in the pandemic like at this time um or having to take time off for whatever like it's like it's better than like during normal time if that makes sense because for sure yeah there's a little yeah. less FOMO yeah uh, does it yeah like you're not you're not so um feeling so bad but yeah it's um, still hard it's still hard and mm. the thing is is that for me like coming back from this versus like I've had a couple meniscus things, but nothing Mm. like super severe Mm -hmm. was just like, I took a way more holistic approach to it where I was just like my organs, my body, Mm. like everything I need to be very kind. And I did a lot of like stomach massage kind of stuff, like Mm -hmm. things that like maybe, maybe before I was a bit like, this sounds a bit silly. Yeah. Like, I don't know Mm. stuff that I was just like, Oh, come on. Like, the toe is not connected to the whatever organ like you know but the thing is is that I did it and I felt more and more like I like east and west medicine like Uh combined because Mm -hmm. there were just certain things that like my doctor just they weren't that helpful with Mm -hmm. and the surgeons like there's there's just a point where I felt like they don't really know anything they're just Mm -hmm. kind of like they did their part and now they're like okay now good luck Mm. <laughs> and yeah. like okay well I still can't walk so <laughs> yeah um yeah, no that's difficult yeah but it, yeah it was different and I think I just appreciate like my body a bit more mm-hmm. and I understand a bit better like how things are connected mm. that's good is there anything I don't know like to the listeners out there what advice or anything that you felt like helped you during that time other than you know taking a more holistic approach was there anything that you did or that you made sure to think about that like got you through um I guess I guess like extra (laughs) I tried to like I just tried to be like very um like keep myself like I had things that made me happy Mm -hmm. at home Mm -hmm. like no I just didn't need to be around ballet much Mm. Um, and like just try to do things that that would make me feel happy like Mm. um you know even if it's just watching a tv show that's all right too it doesn't always have to be like something like educational or anything but I liked that too Mm. um but yeah I I feel I feel like basically this whole time though like coronavirus and everything for everybody it's just been like a major lesson in like Mm. being grateful for your life and like the little things Mm -hmm. and um being capable of just doing nothing also like I think we all learned how to how to do that yeah (laughs) in this fast-paced world we live in now (laughs) yeah I think that's so important because um 
like I know for a lot of people and I know there's people listening that you know might you know that struggle with that I mean I think any dancer anyone will struggle with time off from something that they love doing um and it is difficult yeah when it's for a prolonged period of time and then there's the FOMO and then there's these all these other worries that will come in but like you said focusing on things that you love doing I think is really important um yeah and I think yeah so I guess it makes you a more well-rounded person Mm, yeah because it doesn't always have to be like ballet related and I think it particularly in the instance where you know where you are injured or you have to take a long time off and it's not like just a holiday sometimes it is better to distance yourself a bit like so you can so you don't think about it as much and you don't get like sad and yeah like, it's just it's about difficult. like not letting your whole personality and your whole identity mm-hmm. be just being a dancer yeah um which you know I actually end up talking about a lot because I feel very strongly about it mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know I love what I do mm-hmm. um and like I'm trying to make the best out of my time mm-hmm. as a dancer as I can and I take it very seriously like I am professional I will always show up for class I will always yeah. be there for rehearsal I will give it my all but when it's my human time, I need to mm. act like a human being and have mm. other interests and like find other things um, that I like to do and like be genuinely happy and not have to think about ballet all the time. Because I think I did that a lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just get wrapped up in this world yep. of it, but being able to like say, all right, cool. Work is over. Time, uh-huh. to, time to live my life. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever it yeah. is. But yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Can, yeah. No, I think that's so important. And I really hope that kind of like I try and talk about this in, you know, whether in multiple episodes in different sort of ways, whatever, you know, this whole idea of having a balance. Um, And I I really hope that kind of, I guess, people listening, particularly the younger dancers, that this like it's helpful for them. Um, And that, yeah, that more young dancers don't have to feel this sort of pressure to be ballet 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 24 7 um because it is it, but yeah exactly um and we don't want that <laughs> yeah no, no you don't <laughs> no one wants that's to be how you mm. that's how you get yeah you end up not liking it you yeah. can end up yeah burning at both ends is not good yeah exactly um so you did mention before that you did that you have a YouTube channel and you make videos. So what was your, I guess, like reason, inspiration for starting that? Um, And just, you know, so the listeners can get a better idea about what sort of stuff you do over there if they don't already follow or watch your videos. I know I've watched a few, so Mm -hmm. I kind of have an idea. (laughs) Um, Well, I, I definitely like, it's funny because I actually like really don't, first of all, I don't like listening to myself. And then I also did a podcast. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. I don't like looking at myself uh, and I have to edit myself for hours. So it's like, uh, these things don't make any sense. Um, but I had done like, a, I had done a blog where I mm. wrote mm-hmm. for several years and I really okay. like writing. Um, mm-hmm. But there were just certain things that I felt like as much as I like writing, just some stuff that I want to tell people about because people yeah. ask, it just uh-huh. doesn't make sense to not have it be a video. Yeah. Um, so that was part of it. And then also I got more into YouTube. Like, you know, when I was growing up, YouTube was mm-hmm. kind of just like 
Charlie bit my finger and like, I don't know, just random like videos that mm. were like, not like I didn't watch a person. I think oh, okay. maybe yeah. for, maybe for a while I watched like, um, Leah Singh, right? Leah Singh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Superwoman, yeah, and now yeah, she's yeah. on TV. Yeah, and I think yeah. I watched her for a bit. I watched okay. Jenna Marbles, like, but I kind of okay, so just got watched, away yeah. from it. Mm-hmm. And then before we went to Greece, which is where we got engaged, uh, we watched a whole bunch of travel videos, and I started like getting really into it. And I was like, oh my god, it's so interesting. And then mm. I like these people. I'm gonna watch their channel. And then like I started getting like invested into these people, and mm. I liked the channels that were like more lifestyle kind of, yeah. um, uh-huh. and that were all kind of my age. Um, yeah. And I I really enjoyed that. And I thought like actually, you know what, like this kind of seems cool. And Mm. anyway, there's stuff that I've been wanting to talk about that Mm. it's hard to write about. And so I know a lot of people are going to want a lot of ballet content, but I can do other stuff too. And I can like mix it in there Mm. and, you know, see where I can take it because I know it can take like years for this stuff to really grow. And that's Mm. all right. Mm. I have patience Mm -hmm. and I have, um, I have a drive that a lot of dancers do. We have patience and we have drive. So, well, patience, but you know, you have to do this. You have to do plies every single day for like yeah, 30 for like, years. Yeah. So, There's you know, I mean, we have, yeah. there is patience in some ways. Mm. Um, so I thought like, okay, I'll start it, but I'm going to be really consistent. Like, cause mm. I'm also quite a routine person. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to try to do it every single week uh-huh. and just, keep going and I've been doing it for over a year now Um, yeah and I I mostly like I do a lot of ballet stuff because yeah Mm. that's like what my audience is because on Instagram that's like well on my public Instagram that's like what I post Mm -hmm. obviously because I'm a ballet dancer um but I do try to like put my own stuff in there like I love to cook and I love to bake Mm. and I like to make stuff even like dumb stuff so it's like just it's just like an excuse to get to do this and then like have content for Mm. it um yeah uh and we'll just see where it goes I mean I'm okay with like just grinding and seeing where it takes me Mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah this is like anything that's on the internet it's like anything that has to do with like the internet and social media it is like it is yeah you have to be patient some things will blow up overnight some things won't some you know some people will add it for 10 years before I say they make it all before you know their account grows some people add it for a few months and one video goes pops off so like it's very random and you can never know what's going on but obviously you know the best thing is to do is to keep going um but yeah that's good and I will leave the link below in the description so the listeners can check out your videos if they're interested check (laughs) it out guys I promise I'm interesting (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but I think that's pretty much everything unless there's anything else you want to talk about before we round up the app um not exactly, but I think mm-hmm. like I just like to reiterate, you know, yeah. just about the whole balance thing mm-hmm. and about not letting Bali be your whole identity. Yeah. And um, you know, also that everybody does have these mental health struggles. Not mm-hmm. everybody, but a lot of people, like a lot of people. And yeah, yeah, I'm glad than, that we're yeah. talking, we're talking more about it. It's mm-hmm. like really good. And um, 
you go girl get counseling like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, actually do it <laughs> yeah don't just say you will. <laughs> yeah 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 no I it think that's... was so nice to meet you and talk with you yeah no it's okay I loved having you on and I'm sure the listeners have enjoyed this episode and you know I hope everyone finds it finds it interesting. Be sure to share it if you're giving it a listen. Um, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Do whatever you need to do. Um, but yeah, that's the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, Jeanette, for coming on. Um, it was lovely Thank to you. chat. And listeners, you can hear me next week. Bye. <laughs>